with you today, but uh, I just prayed about the service, prayed about those that would come. And uh, one of my grandsons called me all ago, and he said, Papa, I'm going to be in church. I'm going to start coming back to church and be there more often. He said, I'm not just going to come on holidays anymore. And uh, it was a real blessing to me. And if nothing else happened today, that was worth everything. Amen. And I really believe he means it out of his heart. And that's what thrills me. If you would please turn to the second book of Kings. Uh, as our president said, two kings. Y'all don't remember that, do you? I got so ticketed him. He wanted to be so spiritual. And he said, two kings. <laughs> I just tell you how much he reads the Bible. <laughs> I, I mean, y'all pray for my eyes. They started running water more. And I'm telling you the truth, I get to preaching sometime and I can't see the Bible. And I have to... It's any good, though, that you've studied over the years, and I can start off reading a verse of Scripture, and I can finish it up without seeing it. <laughs> so, so, it's, it's been a blessing, really, to, uh, but I just thank God for it. In Second Kings chapter 2, and I'll begin to read in verse 1. Verse 1. And it came to pass, when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elias from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha, and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord would take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha, and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord would take away of thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elisha said unto him, Terry, I pray thee here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they two went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they two, they two stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters and they were divided hither and thither so that they two went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be unto thee, so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on, and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire, and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder, 
and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, every time I read these verses, Lord, I think of Moses and how he went over on dry ground. And Lord, so many times we find the miracles that you performed and it's recorded in thy word. And it's such a blessing to our hearts. But here's one of the greatest miracles of all, and that is a man being translated into heaven without dying. And I pray, dear God, that you'll bless us tonight as we study these verses together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I've often said I'd like to be alive when Jesus comes back and uh, to grow up in the rapture. Uh, one of the reasons I'd like to be is I'd like to be like old Dr. Tom Malone. I'd like to tell some of my Church of God fellows, friends of mine that don't believe in eternal security, I told you so as <laughs> we go up together. Amen. Uh, what a blessing that would be. But I do believe this morning as I preached on the resurrection, I believe that that's one of the greatest days. This is one of the greatest days that we celebrate in all human history. But I do believe the next greatest day that can ever happen is the second coming of Christ at the rapture. Just as Elijah represents all the saved people who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, and just as Elijah uh, was caught out of the world under God's presence in the heavenly body, uh, so shall we be caught up at rapture when Jesus comes back. Uh, notice Second Kings here in verses 11 and 12. And it came to pass that they still went on and talked. They behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took, it, took hold of his own clothes, and rent them into pieces. Now, notice he appeared the second time without sin. Jesus did him to salvation. Uh, but in First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, talks about there are two men in the Bible who never died, Elijah and Enoch. Even Jesus had to die for our sins. There are two men, types of many people alive when Jesus comes back. I long to hear the trumpet, don't you? I long to hear uh, the shout of the voice of the archangel. I long to see the chariot of fire and the horsemen thereof. There are five reasons that I believe and I long for Jesus to come back. Number one, I want to be delivered from this sinful world. Uh, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. I went home today. By the way, I had a good meal today. I'm so stuffed tonight I can't hardly eat. I, I mean preach. My, my grandson fixed a big old, uh, what do they call it, a uh, uh, roast, uh, what is it? That's what I said. She fixed a, he fixed a big old pork loin and stuffed that thing with something and, and made some good food. And we eat till we about stuffed. And I got home, though, I walked in my house and I told my wife, I said, it's good to be home. It's just good to go to your own house and, and sit in your own chair in your own place and relax a few minutes. And I got where I love my house. The older I get, the more I like it. <laughs> and I want to just be there. But this is not my home. Uh, this is not where I'm going to live for eternity. Uh, there's pain in this old world. And there's agony in this old world. 
The devil is the god of this world, the Bible says. And the Bible says the devil is in control down here. But just think about this. One day Jesus is coming back, and when he does, all this will be done away with. Revelation 21 and verse 8. So I long to be delivered at the rapture from this old sinful world. I long to be delivered from this sinful body. I get so tired of fighting my flesh. Our flesh, the Bible says, is our greatest enemy. Romans chapter 7 talks about the flesh being our enemy. And you better remember this. The devil is our enemy, but we we fight against the principalities and powers of this world, the Bible says, but one of the greatest enemies that we have is this flesh. This flesh. I thank God one day when Jesus comes, this bottle of battle that rages within us will come to an end. The body rebels against God. It refuses to bow to God without a fight. We can't pray as we are. Our faith is weak because of self. We don't have full joy because of self. I long to be from this body that we have freedom. Let me read you something. Look at 1 John just a second. In 1 John and chapter 3. And I'd like for you to look at uh, uh, verse 2. 1 John chapter 3, and look at verse 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. I said the other day <coughs> that a lot of people make this kind of statement. When I get to heaven, I want to ask Jesus some things. I want to ask God some things. No, you won't. For this simple reason. You will know everything. You won't have to ask Him. The Bible says, Then we shall know as He knows. Think about that for just a second. You won't get up there and be asking God questions. You'll, you'll know everything that's going on. Then you'll understand it. Right now, I don't understand God. Can you? I try to reason it out. I can't. I, I really can't. Even when I say the word God, it, it makes me shake in my boots, literally, to think of God. Period. But one day, I'll know all about it. And I'll understand it. And all the things that... I don't see an angel. I've heard of them all of my life. I've, I've read about them. And I hear people talking about angels all the time. Won't it be something just to see one of them things? I mean, think about it. God made those creatures. You got one? No, brother. She, she got a few wings under there somewhere, but she ain't no angel. <laughs> <laughs> I got news for you, brother. But I want to see one, don't you? I, I think about all these things. There's a lot of things in heaven, and I got a lot of questions about. At one day, all of a sudden, I'm gonna know all about. It. I'm gonna understand it better by and by. And I, I want to have that great joy. I want to see Jesus's face. I long for the rapture simply for this reason. I want to see the one who saved my soul. John chapter 3 verse 16 talks about it. I've done my best all these years to tell, Jesus, to tell people about my Savior. I've tried to describe what He's done for me. I've tried to tell how He loves the church and loves His own and all these things. But one day we'll see the very one that we preach about and talk about all the time, our Savior, Lord Jesus. I had a young fellow tell me, how do you know there is a God? Do you ever seen one? How do you know Jesus is the Savior? you ever seen Him? 
Not really. I've seen him by faith in the Bible. But the Bible says one day these old eyes are going to see him face to face. I long for that. I long for the rapture because I want to see and be with those who have gone on before. I know this for a certainty. A child of God never dies. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 8, we are confident, I say, and willing, brother, to be absent from the body and be present with the Lord. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 talks about a cloud of witnesses are compassed about us or watching over us as we run this race of life and uh, simply meaning we got friends and loved ones gone on before us into heaven. And I long to be with them again. And I will be with them according to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. One old boy that I think about a great deal when I was in the masonry business, uh, me and him was riding together to work. And after I got saved, I'd witness to him all the time. And I'd try to my best. And he would tell me, every time I'd witness to him, one day I'm going to come down and hear you preach and get saved. And I said, buddy, it don't work that way. And anyhow, as we went on, we were parted, and he got in a fire and got burned to death almost, and he lived two weeks. And he sent word back to me just before he died. He said, tell Brother Strong I got saved. That somebody led me, Lord, while I was in here in intensive care. And uh, they came and told me that. Do you know how long to see that guy? I, I long to see because we worked together for years. And to think about uh, that I witnessed to him and to see him. One day. And I could go on all night long talking about people that I've got to win the Lord and I want to see them one of these days that I know they're in heaven. So I long for the rapture because I want to see and be with those who've gone on before. I also long for the rapture because I want to, uh, the rewards that the Bible says that we can have. Revelation 22 verse 12 talks about these rewards. There are five crowns or rewards we can earn while we're here on this earth. I, I hear people all the time saying you can't take it with you, but you can. A child of God can take some things with you. Uh, there are five crowns, and they're to be given or laid at Jesus' feet uh, when we see Him uh, at the rapture. We're not going to walk around heaven with crowns on our head. We're going to bow our feet and lay all our crowns at Jesus' feet and bow down and worship Him. But there's a crown of righteousness in Second Timothy 4, verse, uh, verse 8, and it talks about those who love His appearing. I don't know about you, but I love to think about His appearing. Amen? Number two, there's a crown of life. James chapter 1 and verse 12 talks about those. And it's for those who love the Lord. And as far as I know my heart today, I love my Savior. Amen? Uh, there's the crown of glory in First Peter chapter 4, uh, chapter 5 and verse 4. That's for soul winners. And I've done my best to win people to the Lord. There's the incorruptible crown in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25. And that's for people that leave clean lives. And I've done my best to leave clean life, but I failed a few times about that. But I still believe that I got some crowns waiting on me when I get to heaven. And I long to receive those crowns. And I thank God Jesus is coming back. And it could be today. I got in an argument with the old fellow who used to come here to church. He, every time he'd come, I'd preach on the rapture. I'd preach about Jesus could come anymore. I need to talk to you now. And he'd come in 
I talked to him in my office and he said, Jesus can't come back today because there's things that's got to be done before Jesus come back. And I said, I'm so glad you said that because the Bible says when they say he's not coming, he just couldn't come today. <laughs> Amen. And I believe that with all my heart. I long for Jesus to come. I always want to be alive when Jesus comes. I might get my wish uh, even in the next few days or years ahead of us. You can't ever tell. Wouldn't it be wonderful to be alive just to see Him coming? Wouldn't it be something just to... You think about old Elisha, a great man of God, and one of the greatest men in the Bible talking about Elijah, his uh, mentor, if you would please, and he looked up to him and watching him go up into heaven out of his sight. And the Bible says the same way as he went up into heaven, Jesus is coming back. Man, what a sight that must have been. What tickles me is that there's 50 guys over here on the hill watching all of this. <laughs> I wonder what they thought. You ever think about that? What them, thing, what them 50 guys, I bet you they took off of the hills. I bet you they didn't stick around there. I've thought about it when God raised Lazarus from the dead. And I've thought about it many times. Now, I don't know about you, but if I saw somebody coming out of a tomb walking and he'd been dead, I don't think I'd have stayed around there. Because my old uncle used to get me scared to death talking about Hanks in the graveyard. Did I ever tell you about the one time uh, that there's, uh, the old man had to walk through the graveyard to get to his home up there in in um, West Florida, way back out there in the woods, you know, he had to walk home, had to go through this graveyard. So these two boys, uh, these two nephews, got out there going to scare him as he come home uh, through that graveyard, and they put on a sheet, and he's, I'm going to get you and call his name. And he pulled out his pistol, and he said, you better stay right where you are. <laughs> he said, that's why you're so dead now, you're so hard-headed. <laughs> and I will forget that. And I thought about it a million times. How would you like to have been standing there the day that God raised Lazarus from the dead? What a sight that must have been. But what a day it's going to be when he comes back. I long for that. I look for it every day of my life. And I pray every day of my life, even so come Lord Jesus. Now don't get me wrong, I enjoy the life that He's given me. And He's blessed me so much that I can't even describe what God's done for me over the years. I try, and people don't think that I'm telling the truth. But it is the truth. God's been so good to me here. But I'm not satisfied here. I want something new every day. But one day... I'll be completely satisfied. And Jesus is coming for us. Amen. I look for it. I pray. Even so, come with Jesus. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, as your children, what a pleasure it's going to be to see the glory of God one day. And to see your face, face to face. I can't even conceive that in my mind. But you said we will. And we're excited about it. We look forward to it. Help us to serve you, God, that you told us to do until that great day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing some, please. Sir.